Hello, it is Vicki and Sam. And we want to talk to you today about whelping the litter in those first few days. So we are going on uh, TikTok Live for this one, so you can catch us there. You can follow us. Uh, we often will cross-stream it with Facebook, but we're using a little selfie stick stand today, so we are not cross-streaming it because all we got is the phone today because we're in here with puppies. Yeah, you can't hear that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we have uh, Ginger over here, and we have Lita right in front of me. Uh, and we have Sam in the box with them. So Sam's going to be able to show you puppies. So this is what they look like at three days old? These ones, this is Sunday now. They were born last Tuesday. Yeah. So they are, what, four days then? Oh, yeah, these are our this is our Valentine's Day litter. They were yes. born late in the night. Well, not late. I think she started labor at what? Maybe 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock p.m. Valentine's Day night. Yep. So these are our little love babies. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell them a little bit about what we plan for in whelping and then some of the things that can sometimes happen that we don't plan for? Right. So Ginger started having the puppies at 8 o'clock at night. And sometimes they do that. Sometimes they start at midnight. I remember when Roma had her last litter. I was just drifting off to sleep at just about midnight. And I hear something, and I thought, that sounds like a puppy. And I open up one of my eyes, and I turn on the light. And there was, we had the two whelping boxes set up then also. There was a puppy in the one Roma was supposed to be in, but Roma had jumped in with Lita. Oh. So I hollered for Rich and went in there, and a puppy was still in his sack. So we, we got in there, we opened up the sack, and, uh, you know, got the puppy out. So how do you know when to expect the litter? So we do progesterone testing. And what happens is when the mamas go into heat, um, which is the bloody drip drops that happen usually about twice a year, mama goes into heat, we take them up to our repro vet, and there's a fancy name for that, but we're gonna call them repro vet, and we do a few things. We'll do, we'll start them on their supplements if we're gonna breed them. Um, we do progesterone testing, brucellosis testing. Uh, we do thyroid check. And we get Baytrail for them to take care of any little infections of their hoo-ha. So, oh. so when it gets really close to time, like how do you know when to be on like puppy watch? Because we, oh, there's a reason for this. There's a reason I'm telling you, Sandy, you gotta wait, you gotta hear, I gotta turn it up. Maui's owner's on, she says hi. Hi. Um, because I know, because we do the progesterone testing every few days, we know when they ovulate, and then the best time to knock them up is two days after ovulation. But from ovulation, we count out nine weeks. And that's how we know when they're due. Now, if we didn't do that, we could guess, which isn't very accurate. It's scary. Yeah. Guessing gets scary. Yeah. Or you could do a reverse progesterone, which I've not had to do because I know when they're due. So they're due on nine weeks, which is 63 days. They're due on day 63. But... They can deliver from day 61 to 65. Now, Princess in her last litter, because she only had two puppies, well, her first and last litter, so far, she will have another litter, hopefully, but Princess only had two puppies, so she delivered on day 65. So that's always a little nerve-wracking. 
Uh, Ginger delivered a day early. She was due on Wednesday, and she had the puppies on Tuesday. And Lita was due on Thursday, and she had the puppies on Thursday. So we have an idea of when it's coming that way, because we did the progesterone testing, and we can count. Um, but how else do we know? Um, oftentimes, we set the whelping boxes up about a week plus ahead of time, uh, and they can get in it, and they'll start nesting. So they'll get in it, and they'll you know, kind of dig around in it, right? Um, they'll dig holes outside. Burrows. Yeah. Really the holes, holes is an understatement. Holes like, yeah, three foot, four foot deep holes. Um, they'll do those. They'll uh, pant. Now, Ginger was panting a lot. Lita didn't pant as much, uh, you know, this time. But usually, you know, the panting. So in the past, we she's panting. It's time. And by the time they start to deliver, we're exhausted because we've been up with them the whole time. So we know a couple days before the baby puppies are due, we try not to schedule too much. Uh, you know, probably not going to do many Disney trips and all. Um, and that's why last week on Monday, they went to Universal, uh, you know, before the puppies came in, I yeah, stayed yeah. home. Yeah, I stayed home and Carolyn was on standby and mom was on standby just in case they started delivering, you know, because we knew we were having two big litters. Um, and they didn't, she waited until the next day, which was super nice. Uh, yep. So... We 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 kind of knew with that. And not taking temperature. You can take temperature every. I want to say it's six hours, um, six or eight hours, and then what you're looking for is, I believe, to be under ninety nine twice or under ninety eight once, and then if there's supposed to be a puppy in thirty six hours. So oh, like, okay. So you know when you take the temperature, it's still a thirty six hour yeah, window. It is, yeah, and and it's just not, it's just not as accurate, and it's just not as fun. <laughs> Um, if I really didn't know, I'd probably see about doing that reverse progesterone and looking a little bit more into that. We do have the litters at home. And I want to show you, well, I'll show you later on because I don't really want to mess with. Yeah, our tripod stand is a little uh, precarious. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't want to touch it yet. But we have these whelping box. This is a John Art whelping box. We have two of them, a four by four and a four by six. I do recommend if you have the room going with the four by six because couple extra feet makes a big difference uh, they're in these for delivery and they're in these for the first about four weeks and then we move them to river enclosure pen on um, their puppy play pen and we put that in the office or in the dog room yeah the dog room mm -hmm. but in here we have a primo pad which is about an inch thick and it is like plastic and it's softer because it has the foam because we have tile back here so we have that down we have a loping pad and then we have fleece on top and the idea with the police is to help give them some traction because if you could look in and see what I'm seeing right now, <clears throat> the puppies are all rooting on mama and drinking from mama and pushing towards mama. And their little paws are doing this, like what you picture little cats doing too. Yeah, and this is almost like fleece is an understatement. When I think of fleece, I think of like the lame little blankets you can buy on Walmart. This is like like Sherpa stuff, but Sherpa thicker, fleece. you know, yeah, like Sherpa fleece. Like they can really get traction on it. Right. It's really nice, yeah. We'll and show you at the end when we don't need the tripod to be standing up anymore. We'll give you a little tour of the boxes and the babies, but so you have to stay tuned until the end. Yeah, stay tuned. And at some point, when we keep doing these, if you know we get more time and more popularity, more viewers, we might actually set up something a little more permanent for our. Ooh. I know we'll get fancy with it, so we don't have to have mess to vicariously with this tripod. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so we, like I said, we know that they're coming. We have it set up. I also have um, a TikTok on what we have in our whelping cart and on our whelping bookcase. And we actually, that's one of the things we have to do this week is take all that down and just leave up the emergency stuff and the stuff that we're going to need for after. Uh, so we deliver here, which is really nice. I like that we can deliver here. It's less stress. You know what we do during delivery is we watch the Disney movies. Usually we start with Disney movies related to the litters. So Pocahontas litter came first. We watched Pocahontas 1 and 2. And then we did watch Princess and the Frog. We watched some of Robin Hood. You were watching Oliver and Company yesterday. And Lilo and Stitch. And Lilo and Stitch. We were watching Aristocats last night. So we do put on a bunch of Disney ones for them because that's how we do things. Mm -hmm. And it also gives me a chance to get some work done back here and to uh, get run through any. Whoops. There it went. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, it gives me a chance to do, uh, to buzz through any. Uh, series is right so if there's a series i'm trying to do like i did supernatural once i buzzed through about three seasons of supernatural while i was on puppy duty so that was kind of fun we have to call rich in here and make him hold the phone right well you know what since it moved let's see how i can flip the camera here we go flipping camera so you can see we have them in the bedroom and here is the box right so you can see that's the sherpa fleece and we do have some stuffies since it's the Valentine's litter. They got some Valentine's stuffies. We take our shoes off and fanny packs or any items that maybe collect extra germy germs. We take all that stuff off, wash hands before we ever get in the box. Yep. And here's Ginger. That's Mama Ginger. And you can see the puppies. You can see how they're pushing against that Sherpa fleece. Mm, they their little feeties. So this is one of the reasons why Sam is in there with them right now is to make sure that they're doing good and you can see their little paws yeah they like to knead they'll push you up right there you can see them doing it now you can see the dark one the dark one in the middle there is dark green yep coincidence but still it's such a dark boy and i don't know if you noticed this little tiny one of these things is not like the other that's because, Vicki, you want to tell them why little tiny's in here? So we weigh them. So people always ask why we dot the dogs. As if we're doing it because it's fun to put, you know, dots on the dogs. But you can see on the back of the head on these guys, we have dots. And that's so we know who's who. So we could have, for example, like pink boy and red girl. Here, Sam's going to show you. That's one of the dots, right? And that's so we can weigh them. We weigh them twice a day and we chart it. I have a Google spreadsheet thing and we chart it and then it tells me the percentage of weight gain so we do it in grams so we can be more exact than if we did it in ounces mm -hmm. and then that means that we, when we talk to people we have to convert for them because nobody knows how many grams anything is but but we uh we weigh them and little one there that sam was just pointing out is actually she has a butt dot because she's from leaders litter so gingers have uh neck dots and leaders have cutie marks or butt dots and that one is not gaining well at all that's little brown girl mm -hmm. so we have her on mama Le mama ginger here we had her on lita um they were born what thursday so yesterday last night we put her on mama ginger for a little bit to see if that good rich mama ginger milk will help yeah because she's a couple days further along in the milk production then and her puppies are growing very well so we um we did that now we don't want to just supplement 
and just give her puppy formula. Um, we did that yesterday along with some puppy support. Yep, fading puppy support is what they call it. I got it at the AKC dog show this year, and the woman swore by it, and I saw lots of other people there buying it, so I was like, all right. Right, so we, we did that on i think like friday and then saturday we we did it and then we mixed it up with the puppy formula last night and gave it to her again yeah so we're hoping that this helps but we keep weighing her and she's still staying right around birth weight and we're weighing her more than twice a day when they start to show us signs that make us concerned we start weighing like every two hours yeah which is kind of like when you're dieting and you're weighing yourself every two hours yeah <laughs> and it's not as fun but uh, but yeah, so so this is the puppy. She's still very alert, and she's still eating. She still wants to gain. That's why we moved her over here to uh, Mama Ginger's because she wasn't just giving up on life. She was really every time we checked on her over there, she was nursing, she was suckling, she was trying. So it makes me think that maybe the milk over there wasn't quite rich enough yet. It was still mostly colostrum. Which Vicky, you want to tell them what colostrum is? Colostrum is the good stuff that happens before the milk comes in. So with colostrum. Uh, it, it'll help with your gut. Now their guts are only open for that for the first, I'm going to say it's 12 hours, but it might be 24 hours. So we really wanted them to get the colostrum from mama. And that has a bunch of good stuff in it. So they don't get sick when their puppies yeah, are older. Helps their immune system helps regulate that gut biome, helps put a nice film in their digestive tract, lots of good stuff. But what it doesn't do is provide a lot of caloric support. Yeah. So when their milk comes in a few days later, the real good rich stuff, that's what gets them gain in weight. So we stuck her over here, not all day. She just comes over here for supplemental feedings and then she goes back to her real mama. Her real mama. Yeah. Well, that, her real mama's me, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. So we do, um, we are supplementing her. You know, we are really watching her. Uh, we have, is the mama dog a service dog? No. Ginger, Lita, Princess and Lucy are not service dogs. They are uh, dogs who we have chose um, due to their temperament and their health. Uh, they do have other titles, though. They've been trained very similarly, short of task training. So they have yes. the general obedience and all of that. But. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. The poodle, we, we did do the two poodle litters, and Roma is a working service dog. And I see how hard that is on her and Carolyn. Uh, and Carolyn's her owner and handler, but Carolyn was willing to do it and she's actually doing it a third time uh because of how many people it helps because of how many people want uh service dogs and it's really hard to find breeders who are willing to service dogs and who are uh good temperament and health and workability so it's harder though because when the when the dog's in heat they can only do limited outings and all and then whenever the dog is uh has the puppies you know, they can't do anything for at least, probably at least three months total. They're out of commission. I um, mean, that's each time. And then you have to get them kind of back into the swing of things, which can be difficult for some of them. You know, because they just had uh, the puppies. And like we saw Ginger, she was outside going potty when we pulled in today. Um, we had to do a Costco run. And, you know, like her, her boobies were swinging in the breeze while she was running. Yeah. So, you know, it's harder to take a service dog out who, you know, who got them saggy titties going. I like to tuck their little feet when they're nursing like this instead of splaying out frog leg because I think it's better for their hips. Um, they haven't, there hasn't been a ton of research done 
to say that specifically will help, but having them on this map, there has been research done. Yes. So I yep. like to tuck their little feet, or if they're um, nursing on their side, that's totally good too, but I don't love to see them all splayed out frog-leggy. I like the little one, little brown girl on top of the other ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I want this food. Yeah, I make sure they can't knock her off. And so part of the issue, too, is they have eight puppy spouts, and they have ten puppies here and twelve puppies over there. So they do have to take turns. What Lita does is Lita will separate them out so they don't all nurse at the same time. You know, but you have to watch for puppies who might be a little bit bigger, might be a little bit more bully, uh, you know, which is fine at this age. It's... But we need to make sure that everybody's gaining. So that's why we weigh them twice a day or more mm -hmm. to make sure everyone's doing good. There's one up by her tail. Yep, a little butt baby. Yeah, sometimes they're like, oh, I want to go back where I came from, but they can't. <laughs> but they're all doing very well. Um, eyes are not open yet. Ears are not open yet. They can taste, right? They can feel. Uh, they can smell. They can smell. So that is all they can do right now. And they can go to mama. They can, like, make little grunty noises. So sometimes we'll hear if, uh, you know, if, if one of them is off on his own. Uh, 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 and sometimes mama will uh, uh, back to them to let them know. Um, in the past, we've moved them for her right away. This time, we're kind of letting them have that little struggle and then that little success. Right? They got to mama on their own. They didn't have to wait for us to come and do it. Right, Ginge? So it does get hot underneath all those little squirmy bodies. So that's why she starts to pant and starts to look a little uncomfortable because they are And we hot. do keep it cooler in here, which is nice. I don't like it too warm because if it's cooler, the puppies do want to cuddle a little bit more. They cannot regulate their warmth. So you'll see them puppy pile. And that works. We do have heating pads if we need to. We haven't needed them. Yeah, we're in Florida, so it's just <laughs> Right? Um, we have the ceiling fan on. We have the AC on. And I have a uh, temperature or thermometer thing on the desk that I keep up in here year-round. Uh, so I know what it's reading. Yes. Yeah, but we have a couple air purifiers because I am allergic to dogs. So I can't breathe. Like, I will get congested uh, with all these puppies in here and with all the dogs in here. Um, yes, the puppies are service dog prospects for some of them. Some of them are therapy dog prospects or pet dogs as well. Um, but yeah, we work towards it. They started there. So this is Ginger's litter. Let me introduce the other litter, and then we're going to talk about what we do those first few days. Okay? So here's Gin uh, Lita. Lita is the princess in the frog litter. So you can see she has two food bowls there because of so many puppies, because we have... Uh, 10 puppies uh, over there, 12 puppies here. We are want to make sure that mamas can eat enough and that they have plenty of calories. So you can see, if you're watching, right, the pudding in there, and it's soaked up in this one. Um, we, we have the pudding in there to uh, help give them extra calories and make it taste good. And we'll... We'll go and we'll move puppies. We count puppies all the time. And then this one, we have the little frog. It's Princess and the Frog, right, Lita? And they don't always want to go outside a whole bunch. So we do have an exit right here because um, they don't always want to go outside. Whenever those puppies first come, they want to stay inside as much as possible with their puppies. Hi, this is my adorable little face. <laughs> 
so they're belly full milk right so that's a good time to cuddle with sam uh so what happens they're born we sometimes help open up the sacks uh we'll sometimes uh you know, we'll cut the umbilical, we'll throw away the placenta, so mom doesn't eat all the placentas. Um, we will, uh, you know, see how they're doing, um, suction out no, uh, mouth if need be. Uh, we don't weigh them, though. We don't label them until everyone's out, okay? So during delivery, it can get messy, um, but it's fun, it's nice, it's good seeing how they're doing. And how many people did we have with us to help this litter? How many? It's not just a one man. No, show. no, it's not just one man. It was me and Tara and Emily here for both. Um, you and Rich and uh, Ray like popped in to see how we were doing. Yeah, I stuck around for moral support for Princess and the Frog, but it got late. Yeah. Or Pocahontas, I mean. Or no, Princess and the Frog. That was the one. Or wait, who, who, had, who gave birth first? Pocahontas, Ginger. Okay, one year and in. I stuck around for a little bit of Pocahontas, but it got late. I saw eight out of ten. Right? Pocahontas babies. Which is pretty good. Or wait. No, 8 out of 12, right? Pocahontas was 10. Okay, 8 out of 10. I 11, but memory. 10. I have a terrible memory. Uh, this whelping box is 4x4. Four four. The other one's 4x6. If you have the room, I highly recommend doing the bigger one. Yeah, the bigger one's easier when you got to get down in here, too. And, like, Tara was in the box for the entire whelping process. And yeah. she was in this one and that one and she was much more comfortable in the bigger one yes so we do so after all the puppies are born um we also help clean them off you know we have little tiles and we help tile them off um they're usually pretty dry by the time everybody's out so we have a few things that need done one is all puppies are color labeled like i said we need that for the weights um color labeled they are all weighed in grams and charted and, you know, identified by color and gender. So we'll have, like I said, purple boy or pink girl or whatever it happens to be. <coughs> so we do those. The whelping box gets cleaned out because it gets really gross. And these ones are nice. These John Art ones are really nice because you can wipe them out pretty easily. Um, so they get cleaned once or twice a day. We aim for twice a day. Um, some because, days are cleaner than others. So. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. But right it's after really, delivery, it's, it's twice a day, especially for the first couple days, because mamas will still leak. Yeah, they'll still leak for weeks afterwards. It depends. Uh, if ten puppies, you can expect discharge for ten weeks <laughs> or so. Yeah, it's usually not as bad the whole time, but sometimes we've had it where week eight and they're still blop blop blopping a whole bunch. So we're like, we're at round. The vets are like, no, that's fine. And we're like, okay. Um, we do shave their bellies on the mamas beforehand, about a week beforehand, just so it's more ac more easy access, easier to clean, less ickies that the puppies are going to latch on to and uh, nurse. Um, these puppies are, they were born on Tuesday and today's Sunday, so that makes them, what, five days old? And I clean tails and tushies of mama dogs every day. We don't give them full-on baths every day, but tails and tushies because of that discharge. Yeah, yeah, it gets really gross, and we don't want to, you know, really shave off their tail and their their bloomers because they're goldens and they're cute. Yeah. Uh, but we do, so that's one of the things. Mama goes outside to potty. Mama gets two oxytocin shots a uh, half hour apart, and Mama does get a bath. Now, some people don't do baths, 
but oh, we, we wrap the tail so the tail stays pretty decent but they do need a bath and ray is really 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 good at giving yeah. baths ray's my boyfriend he gives a full bath directly after birth and that usually happens while the babies are getting their dots and weighed mama's in the there's a large stand-up shower that ray can go in with the mamas and stand in there and give them their baths nice and comfy warm water dry them off real good and then bring them back in too um bring them back into their babies so yeah and then the third one is clean out the whelping box so those are the three big things that need to happen afterwards and then they settle down for a long winter's nap uh because it's sleepy time right it's time for the puppies to eat it's time for mama to rest because it can be so exhausting you know like do you want to push out 12 babies like that mm -mm. um that's a lot so some questions to answer would you go four by six for australian shepherd probably i mean the mamas here are 65 to 70 pounds um bigger is always better than smaller i don't know how i mean the mamas here are 65 to 70 pounds um bigger is always better than smaller i don't know how big your aussies are and i don't know how many puppies they usually have uh we've had two but our average is about seven or eight <clears throat> and then we've also just had a 10 and a 12 and this was with frozen semen. So, like, I'm thrilled. These puppies, their daddy, uh, we use the same daddy as both. It's the same daddy as what uh, Princess had. And he was the number one golden in 2021 in AKC. So, these promise to be some really gorgeous and, and nice size puppies. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, a lot of them are going to go as service dog prospects. Now, if everybody wanted a mobility dog, that's not going to happen. Or a scent dog, that's not going to happen. But we get a nice variety, so we can choose the dog that's best situated for that role. Kicking your little foot. How many babies do you have? Uh, one has 10, one has 12. So we have 22 puppies in my bedroom right now. No, tell them about it. Right? Uh, they're born on Tuesday was uh, 10 of them, and then Thursday was 12 of them. This one came from Thursday. Yeah. She's just in here with the ones born on Tuesday to get a little weight gain. Yeah. And then is mom purebred? Yes, we do purebred golden retrievers. Not just purebred, well-bred. Yeah. Because there is a difference. Yes, and yes, we did shave her stomach. I just mentioned um, we shaved to give more access face. to the nipples. She's so cute. Oh, God. Um, now, the hair usually would fall out, um, but it doesn't fall out fast enough. And I don't want the puppies... I don't want the titties hanging in the, the dirt and stuff. You know, I don't want stuff coming up. But did you know with boy dogs uh, of long-coated breeds, you're supposed to trim pee-pee hair um, or they can get more UTIs. So we don't want mastitis for the mamas. We want to see. We want babies to easily be able to access nips. So, yes, we do shave their stomachs. Uh, There's a baby behind my butt. Sam has a butt baby. Mine's 120 pounds, so that is really huge for a golden. Yep. Um, ours are bred to standard. So mama's, like I said, 65, well, princess is, I think like 50, 55 pounds. Uh, Lucy and ginger and sorkin and flounder are about 60, 65 pounds. And then lead is about 70 pounds. My grandparents have a 100 pound golden retriever, but he has a thyroid condition. Yes. Yeah. Sire's name um, is AJ, is his call name uh chestnut something or other um it's all up on the website is his registered name i don't have that off the top of my head it's been a long day mm -hmm. yes and of course they have had all their health testing done hips elbows eyes and heart 
both of these have also had their pen hips done. Uh, genetic testing also, so we know who's clear and who's a carrier. Something super cute about these puppies is if you look on the top of this one's head, you can see a little white spot. Mama Ginger has the same little white spot. Right? Isn't that adorable? So we call them Ginger Spots. Yeah, this is little Ginger Snap. <laughs> yeah, little girl. Baby Ginger Snap, huh? Uh, baby Ginger Ale is in there too. I think about four or five of them have little white dots. Mm-hmm. I think our dark red boy had it too, huh? Yep, he does. Oh, Percy's on. Percy's napping in his crate. So Isabella's watching. Uh, yeah, this is our dark red boy. I like the dark colored ones. He's right. beautiful and he has the red spot too. So if you notice when we hold, we got to get them around the shoulders and the butt. So they, cause they're wiggly. They're wigglier than you would think. Huh. Can she feed that many or will you have to top up? Uh, yes, if we let them suck on it, it'll help her to produce more. If we start supplementing, she's not going to produce as much because it won't be needed. So we really, like these first few days, it's a lot because we want to make sure that things are going well, right? We make sure she stays hydrated. We make sure she gets plenty to eat. And we make sure by putting the weights of the puppies that they all kind of take their turn feeding. Yes, we definitely want them. <laughs> this guy to do well and some of them gained from yesterday morning to this morning one of them gained 22 percent of her, his body weight Ooh, you know that monkey. yeah you know so i'm like i don't know if that's an accurate weight or not but yeah we like to make sure that everybody has the chance to eat uh would we yes we i have not had to tube feed but uh, one of my people has tube fed uh, one of the litters before uh, we're doing syringe feeding now to get that uh, fading puppy supplement into some of them. Yeah, so what we it's only a few cc's. They only need like three cc's per puppy. So you can do that pretty easily with a syringe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we we check that just to make sure that that they're getting what they need. All right. Look at them go. They do. They do. Just go, go, go. I love it. This one's just sleeping. All <laughs> Sometimes they fall asleep with it in their mouth. And it's harder whenever it's two large litters. You know, the last two, the last set that we had was the Princess and Lucy litters. And Princess had two and Lucy had, what, she had like 10? So, you know, we it was very easy to pop some of the puppies onto Princess. Because mm -hmm. Lucy is also missing two nipples, right? Just one. Oh, she just has one. seven nips. She has seven nips instead of eight, but she had 10 babies. So it was nice to be able to move them on over to princess because she only had two so yeah yeah so she had plenty to spare and and she did great you know and it was really nice princess actually even got in the box of lucy's whenever lucy went outside wants to go potty yep well princess is a daughter of lucy right yes so you wouldn't i wouldn't feel comfortable doing that with every dog no i would three. never you know i don't like the that's why i have a picture of it but i've never put it up because <laughs> yeah, we don't want people getting the idea that like oh i'll just Put my puppies on another. Bit. Yeah, I would never do that. However, we um, have seen like the the stories where it goes well, where a mama dog will adopt a, an orphaned litter of kittens or other puppies. Rang orangutans. Yeah, whatever. something, whatever it is. But as a rule of thumb, we want mama to keep her own babies. Yeah, yeah, because bad things can happen. Like you see here, this is I don't know how tall these are. A couple a couple feet tall, two and a half feet tall maybe. Yeah. Um, and we have little guillotine doors, so we will put the guillotine doors in so they can't get out um, and no one can get in because you don't want dogs going to visit. You know, notice this is the first time that you're going to see my bedroom with only two adult dogs in it. 
because usually if I'm back here, we have multiple dogs. Here, Lucy, uh, Lita came out of her pen for a little bit. She needs to cool down, hence the tile, right? So here's the puppies. They're all asleep. And maybe Lita has to go potty. Lita, you want to go potty? So we open up here. Want to go potty? Come on, let's go. So we have the doggy door. They can go out and they can go potty. And then Lita does bark whenever it's time to go back in. So I can show you guys more of the puppies. So here are hers. Uh, but they're so cute. Like it's hard because you want to spend all day just cuddling them and loving them. And showing how cute they are. The Sire family is so, so, so gorgeous, right? And he is the sweetest. And his owner, um, Mary Beth, is so nice. Um, they actually came down a few weeks ago and got to visit. So, uh, so we were really honored to meet them uh, in person. But, but, you know, they're just fantastic. A Golden vs. Labrador for service work. What's your opinion? Goldens are the best. I've trained some Labradors. I've trained some Labradors for service work. And I think if you're also wanting to do maybe sport Labradors, if you can get a nice, good field line lab, do it. Because I've trained them for a dual purpose, service and sport. But if you want a more laid back, more people centric, just going to serve you and live alongside you calmly, golden. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've also... Um, labs will do it for food. Goldens will do it for you. <laughs> you know, so what do you want? Do you want the, the dog who, who loves it? Um, I, that's what I want. And you can always do field line Goldens. If you're like, well, I need higher energy, like get a Burt. Yeah, 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 get a Burt. Burt Burt's perfect. Yep. Burt is a lovely, lovely boy. Kind of small, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he um, is. you. Labradors is who you should check out. If you're considering Labradors, they're a breeder out of um, Iowa, but they also have, uh, she comes in, does work out of North Carolina and Ohio, and that's Donna Reese Ridgeview Labradors. Check out her dogs if you're considering a Labrador. She's Most been definitely. To, yeah, she's been to a few of our workshops, and I've worked with her personally. Wonderful lady, decades worth of breeding experience. We'll tell you what you need to know if you're yeah. considering lab versus golden. But Golden is nice. Right? Golden. People always tell me the reason they want a lab is because golden shed too much, and I just oh. laugh at them. The Labradors shed just as much. It's just pointier fur. Yeah, and goldens will give you tumbleweeds versus little razor blades that yeah, you step on. Yeah, little splinters. <laughs> right. Um, let's see, looking for a pet. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Some of these go to pet homes. Yes, they do. I turned my volume up, and Percy heard your voice and sat up for a few seconds. Oh, <laughs> poor Percy boy. I have a blockhead lab who's the most chill, leaning towards a golden for my next prospect. There's a reason I breed goldens, guys. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are interested in any of these dogs, you do just need to, the first, first, first step is to fill out an application and schedule a phone call with Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's Rich, but mostly it's me. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about it. We talk about answering questions. People will sometimes message me and they're like, hey... Can um can we just schedule up a phone call? Can you just call me? I need to ask you some questions. Now, <laughs> make the do the application. Yep, fill out the application. Vicky spent lots of time writing it up. There's reasons those questions are on there, and she needs to see them before she speaks to you. So yeah, yeah, because sometimes it's gonna be we're not the right fit for you. And, but I do like to have that basic information down before we have a discussion, and then I know who I'm talking to. And so. it might be that you want um. 
one of the training packages that go along with these puppies. And it's gonna be in your best interest to give us the most information. And if we can have the most honest information from day one, we will know what training package you would benefit from the most, what dog you would benefit from the most, because Vicki actually places these dogs with the owners. The owners don't come pick which puppy they want. Vicki places them based on who needs what and temperament. And when she has those hard copies to look back on, like the hard copies from your application, it makes it a lot easier to keep everything organized. Yeah. And do the best job that she can for you guys. Yes. Yeah, we've had a couple times where I've said, you know, hey, which one are you thinking? Um, we've had a couple people who really decide they wanted one dog for whatever reason. And it's usually... I don't know. I liked your little bloopy tongue. It's back in now. The... <gasps> you sucked it in. Why'd you do that? Oh, it might come back out. <laughs> There it is. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, if, if you're going to decide you're going to fall in love with a dog, it's going to be because the dog has some something unique. So in this litter, it's going to be the dark one, uh, dark green. I can pretty much guarantee that, that that's going to be everyone's favorite just because he's different. And I, is dark green, I think dark green's a girl. Uh, dark green is a boy. Uh, dark green's a boy. This is our burgundy boy. Yep, see, he's got his little dark green spot right. and his little tongue blip. Blip, blip. Beautiful, thank you. So how do we go about getting? You start with that application. Beautiful, thank you. So how do we go about getting? You start with that application online, and then on that application page is a link to schedule up a phone call with me, and that is your second step. And after the phone call, we let you know where we go from there. If we feel like we're going to work well together, if we feel you would benefit from having one of our puppies, uh, you know, the next step after that would be uh, non-refundable holding fee. To get on the puppy list which is a donation to hope you're not if you do put down your non-refundable holding fee to get on the puppy list and then something happens you know life it just goes as a donation to hope service dogs that helps place these dogs in the homes they need to be and you know to help the people they need to help and to just keep the lights on right that you know how it, i think our vet bill last year was over fifteen thousand, and one year just one year for a vet um and there was nothing like sexy or exciting that happened that year it's just it's a lot i don't even know what our food bill was last year oh god i would hate to right and then we have treats and we have toys and we have equipment and gear dark boy was just standing up on both his front legs nice it's always exciting to see them start moving more like dogs and less like slugs right (laughs) Uh, my daughter has pots with our golden doodle. It'll be good to try for this. So I don't. We've had some gold, some doodles. Um, we've had. I've had one that I really liked. Maybe two that I've liked. Um, but the problem is, doodle breeders don't do health testing. They don't, and they'll tell you I do because they ran an Embark genetic test, and that is not health testing. A lot of times, whenever we worked with doodles, because don't forget, I've done pet dogs and service dogs for close to 20 years the dogs can be spooky but i don't know your golden doodle so if you feel like your golden doodle would be a great service dog if your dog saw it around people and other dogs uh you know and does well with it this is sam and sam is who you talk to because i don't work with dogs outside of our breeding program i've got too many too much going on here so sam does though Mm -hmm. So Sam is who I recommend for that. And you can find my information on the HopeServiceDogs.org under trainers. If you scroll down, you'll find me. You'll find her or it's Sam at HopeServiceDogs.org is her email. Yep. 
Um, I can't believe you did health testing and know the family of Sire. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, of course we did. It's not going to be like, oh, she got pregnant by a rando dog, you know, out at the dog park one day. Um, you want to lick its butt? So what? they actually lick the rear ends to stimulate urination and defecation, and they eat it. They eat it. <laughs> so you don't want to get a kiss from a mama dog whenever mm-hmm. she's cleaning up after her puppies unless you really like poo. But that's also what keeps the whelping box so clean, is that they don't just pee and poop all over the whelping box. She keeps it cleaned up. She does. And since it's just milk that they're eating, it's easier for her once we start them on uh, the wet food and then the soaked kibble she doesn't do it as much sometimes now my mamas have been good but see you know what i've always wondered mm-hmm. you know sometimes you get those dogs who really like to eat poo mm-hmm. maybe they just were meant to be mamas and they weren't able to be mamas, <laughs> just meant to be mamas. <laughs> I-, I told marina that and she was like i never thought about that but i was like you know because some of them will will eat it like lucy was eating poo in the yard the other day from her puppies and i'm like lucy your puppies are four months old you don't need to be doing that anymore and you don't have we have people we pay for that they'll right. have not to eat it but <laughs> they'll pick it up right totally well but yeah of course we do health testing hips elbows eyes heart and genetics mm-hmm. um is there one puppy with a white mark on his head will that stay or grow out um you can see mama ginger you can kind of see at this angle if you're watching um she has a white spot on her head mm-hmm. right so it might grow out it might not and there's more than one puppy with a white spot this yeah. one has a milk mustache <laughs> And Lita's has, I think, about two or three that have it out of her dozen, but Lita doesn't have a white spot. So AJ must carry it. Somewhere. Right? That's my wonder. Have you gotten any bigger? Are you we'll full? have to check Bosco and see if he has one. Are you full? Okay, what else? Any other questions do we have here? Sunt is just the cutest little croissant you've ever seen. Doesn't it melt you? Right, he's so cute. Their ears are like little lima beans. <laughs> and they're so soft. Oh my gosh, a baby puppy ear is just the softest thing in the world. Um, how many puppies? We have 22 puppies on the ground right now. Um, 10 here and 12 with the other one. Uh, puppy mill. Oh, honey, that's so funny that you think you know things. If you think this is a puppy mill, aw, like, I wish you good luck in life because you're going to fail miserably at it. Yeah, I've actually seen some puppy mills, not because I was a part of them. But, but you were in I rescue. Part, yeah, I was in rescue. I was a part of shutting them down. I'm telling you, this ain't it. Yeah, yeah. If you think this is a... If this is what a puppy mill was, people wouldn't have a problem with puppy mills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Every Victoria. One of these dogs is guaranteed loved from the minute they are born. Yeah. Until the moment they pass. Hopefully... Yeah. 35 to 50 years from now you got 50 years at least Tom. right totally maybe a hundred totally if it was up to me it'd be a hundred for sure and if you're one of those who are adopt that shop yeah you can just leave my page right now before i block you because guys where the heck do you think dogs come from if they don't come from good breeders that means that they're going to be coming from the crappy breeders who yeah, don't care bred them or let them be bred and i can tell you that it is infuriating. It is infuriating. In my time in rescue, I did maternity. So I would go and find these people that were breeding these backyard dogs and selling them, usually dogs that were genetically related, brother to sister, um, daughter to father, things like that were not uncommon. Bully breed mixes typically, or some kind of hound or both. And now it's going to be a bunch of doodles and littles. Yep. And left outside, uh, the last litter I rescued started with six. 
and the woman would not let them go to me until all except for one had passed away. And she finally called me and said, okay, you can come get the last one. It had rickets. It was so parasitic anemia. It was on the verge of death. These puppies are born somewhere and it's usually somewhere terrible. And I would rather see the world be full of loved, cared for puppies that were bred thoughtfully than the world be full of puppies that were just born so that somebody could sell them for $50 a pop. Yeah, ours aren't $50. No, but that's how much the woman wanted. That's why yeah. she wouldn't give the six puppies to me when I first went to her because I get tips from people or I'll just drive through like the trailer parks and see. You know, it's not hard to see the pregnant pit bull tied up in somebody's front yard and then go try and talk them out of letting that happen, seeing if they will relinquish the animal to me so that I can then get it spayed after it whelps or before if it's not so far along. Ooh, that's going to get some people mad, huh? I'll get them riled. Hey, you know what? That's the ones who do it. Yep. Um, How many anyway, dogs have you spayed and neutered? Zero. How many have you paid vets to do all of them? Yep. And I have, hey, I have spent thousands upon thousands of my own dollars getting dogs not owned by me spayed and neutered. Same with cats. So I'm all about adopt, 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 but it's not all just adopt or stop. It's not black and white like that, guys. I wish it was, but it's not. Because if it was black and white like that, we could just cut out the black, right? We could just get all those evil people, put them in jail, and there'd be no more dogs in the shelters. And then there'd be no more dogs in the shelters. So then you're going to say, let's import dogs because everyone eats chihuahuas over in China. So we'll import meat dogs. Guys, that's crazy. Yeah, and you, you realize dogs, that that's puppy mills in China that they're calling meat dogs. And right? they're breeding for a purpose. These are purpose-bred golden retrievers. The purpose isn't just because they're cute and we want to make money. Our hope. You have a dog. I have a dog. Let's make babies. Oh. No. No, no, no. These are purpose-bred. We hope that these dogs will, our intent when we breed them is that most of them will go on to be service work. The ones that are able, the ones that are, that pass our criteria go on to be service dogs and i think what we have i figured it out a couple weeks ago i think in the past we've had about 80 percent go into service homes now some of them go into service homes and it's too much for the people and they're like dude i thought it was gonna be easier to have a service dog it's a lot of work yeah of course it's a lot of work um but some of them we do place into pet homes or into therapy homes so i think 80 percent go into service become service dogs mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome um, what kind are they? Happen. They're goldens. Um, someone comments, definitely not a puppy mill. The health test above and beyond and purpose breed. Yep. And I'm a member of the Golden Retriever Club of America and the Mid-Florida Golden Retriever Club. And I abide by their stuff. And the ISAP, International yep. Association of Canine Professionals. And they have a very um, strict ethics code that if we weren't following, we would be, you'd be hearing about it. Kiboshed. Yep. How cute are they? Thank you. Um, do you only do one type of service dogs? No, we work with a lot. Um, sometimes you got options, right? So the puppy can go home with you at eight weeks old. At eight weeks old, all of our puppies go home with our online service dog course, um, which Ken's on here. Ken has that course. Hello, Ken, if you're still on. Uh, and every puppy goes home with that. And the puppies who stay for one of our puppy programs, be, everyone who stays for a puppy program, we donate a online course to somebody who is in need of having that right and um can i tell them about cal yes so victoria i started my own nonprofit after starting work with victoria i had a nonprofit previously that was fix the critters and it was a rescue program right for dogs out in the world i got linked up with victoria um started doing less rescue because this fulfilled my need to help people and was less of a punch in the gut 
every time something you know didn't go the way I wanted to or I wasn't able to save them all because rescue burns you out as anybody that wor has worked in it will tell you um, so I started doing this and then was like mm, I just want to do a little bit more so I started my own nonprofit it's on-duty service dogs for veterans and Victoria was so kind that she donated one of these wonderful puppies not one of these but one from the last litter to my nonprofit that will then spend the next 18 months training him and then placing him with a veteran for free free of charge a veteran of the United States Armed Forces will receive Cal. And why is his name Cal? I named him Cal after um, a fallen soldier that I had known when I was younger. He had worked with me in an Applebee's actually, and then whenever, whenever I was a teenager, and so was he. And he went on to go off into the army, and then later on in life, his mom became a client of mine, a dog training client, because I've been a professional dog trainer for 10 years. And during that time, after we had stopped working together, me and his mother and him, and he'd gone into the army, um, he passed away. So it felt like a nice way to honor his memory to name this. And I asked his mom first before I did it, because I still had her information. We're still close. And she gave the okay. And I decided that I would name the first puppy that is a resident of on-duty service dogs, Cal, after Cal Call. If you want to look him up, he was a really great man. So yeah, so we donated the puppy, we donated food for a year, vet care for a year, because mm -hmm. we know how hard it is to get started uh, with a nonprofit. So Sam, we're trying to talk into doing some fundraisers, but those things are hard to put together whenever it's a, a two-person, it's you and Ray. Yeah, it's just me and my boyfriend Ray who do on-duty service dogs, and Cal, just me, Ray, and Cal. Cal is our first puppy, and we are putting our whole heart and soul into him and making him the best service dog that he can be for a veteran. Yep. Um, do you do only one type of service dogs? No, we work with a lot. So yeah, they can go home at eight weeks old. Um, they can stay for one of our puppy programs. We do work on the 20 plus foundation skills that every service dog and pet dog need to know. Um, so then we do like to match them. So because if we had a litter of everyone wanting a mobility dog, we can't get all that in one litter. But because we do mobility dog, we'll do psychiatric or anxiety. Uh, we'll do medical alert response and recovery. We'll do some mobility. Uh, you know, we, we have that nice bunch of differences mm -hmm. um please do not do doodles please yeah uh, did i say we were doing doodles no no we won't doodle anything maybe doodle ourselves right <laughs> well sam does have a lot of tattoos yeah that's kind of doodles I that's do. the only doodles that we plan on doing um but no that's we did do two poodle litters standard poodles but uh carolyn's doing the third one because people did assume that we were doing doodles we'd never do doodles people think even when we go out with the standards they're like oh what kind of doodle is that when we go up with the Goldens, they ask the same question. Is that a doodle? No, it's a golden retriever. What's that? It's what half of a doodle is. Um, do you only do pots? No, we do a bunch of of different um, stuff. Aw, who's down there with the little stuffies? Uh, love watching you doing work in Disney. Thank you. I love going to Disney with them. Ever have a puppy with the hernia? We have not. But we do make sure, so... We'll cut the umbilical sometimes if mama's starting to get tired and is like, oh, I really can't chew through these anymore. We'll cut it and clamp it for her. Um, but primarily, we like to let her chew through it, do everything as natural as possible. But we'll put our fingers at the base of the belly where the umbilical cord hits. We hold right there so that mama can only chew down until she hits our fingers so that she doesn't accidentally get too close to skin and, you know, make it more likely that we could end up with an umbilical hernia. Yeah. We do what we can to prevent things like that without interfering too much in the natural birthing process. 
Okay, so we have a bunch of comments. Let me scroll back to where we were. Uh, a hernia. Somebody had a hernia. We've never had one with a hernia because we do the protocol stuff, like Sam said. Um, Ginger had 10. The other one, um, Lita had 12. Uh, Mama has a bunch of water um, all around. Mama is hot and panting, but she's trying to get the puppies to finish off their feeding. Um, no one has ever told me I sound like Julia Child's sibling, but I don't know if that's for me or Sam. Um, this is Ginger... Uh, smell like Julia Charles? How do they know what we smell like from the phone? I think sound. Did oh, I say smell? Sound, I yes. might have said smell. I don't know what Julia Charles would smell like. Or her sister. Okay. Um, this is just breeding dogs. My grandma does it for a living. Great. Um, adopt a shop. Fix your pets, please. Yeah, you, you can leave. You weirdo. My personal pets are fixed. When they're just pets, yeah, they're Gypsy's fixed. fixed. She's the only yep. pet I have. Um, you guys are doing fine. Too many homeless. Yeah, how many puppies does she have? Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful puppies. Oh my god, they're beautiful. Is a hernia bad for a puppy? Um, you can get it fixed. We recommend if if you do have one, uh, whenever they get spayed or neutered, just have them fix it. Uh, I did have a German Shepherd, not one I bred, one I had got that had an umbilical hernia, and they fixed that whenever they spayed her. Yeah, my parents had a wiener dog puppy years and years and years ago that had an umbilical hernia and it actually closed itself up it was so small it ended yeah. up closing itself up it was wild the homeless dogs are from the poorly bred breeders on ethical breeders like hope you've got it exactly yep i can tell you i can't count on both hands the number of people i have walked up to with pregnant dogs and gone hey you know we could give this dog a better life we could make sure that the puppies are born and then get the best health care and get spayed and neutered and get adopted out to homes that will love them and they go and I'll keep them in this pen here in the yard. Uh, they're worth 50 bucks a piece, so no, nah, yeah. I'm going to keep them. Yeah. So those are the breeders whose dogs are ending up in shelters. Okay, so somebody's... I saw this as I was going through. One is stuck near the wall. Um, please get the one stuck by the wall. Under her face or under her butt? Yeah, guys, this is a pig rail that's up, so it's or like a little shelf. Butt. It's like a little shelf. They get underneath it and they will scoot around right yeah, so so no that is so mama doesn't squish. squish them so they have a place to get out to but they will like run circles around it until they can't do it anymore yeah, so don't nobody's... worry about any of them getting stuck by the wall they can't like that's the idea but thanks for looking out for them i appreciate it <laughs> yeah uh my current service dog is an adopted mutt my next one will be a well-bred health tested purebred you know what once you go there it is so nice because you have a lower risk of washing out and anyone who does service dogs um service dog training knows but that's always a big thing. And starting out with a dog who is the best that it can be, health tested, temperament tested, uh, you know, everything done right from the get-go. Oh, my gosh, it makes a huge difference. Yes, it does. Not saying that there are no great service dogs that have come from shelters. There are. But it just makes it so much easier and more likely to work out. Instead of one in a million, it's, you know, like nine or ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, imagine forcing a dog to go through this. Oh my gosh, you're so weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, That's we're funny forcing her. Because I have seen dogs on the side of the road that nobody is forcing, and they are getting after it, making puppies all on their own. So. Yeah. Oh, imagine you know people getting forced to have babies too. Uh, so just Savannah, don't have anyone. Um, I want to see the biggest one. I love the chubby puppies. Puppies stuck in the wall. 
No, no, it's like I said, it's the underneath track. Please get the one near the wall. She's not forcing mamas to go through this. Girls love being mamas. Yeah, if they didn't love it, they wouldn't be mamas. That would have been a one and done. No, everybody's fine, I promise. This one over here by the wall. Look back. the pig rail. What organization do you work with autism considering applying for my 16-year-old nonverbal son? I, so with autism service dogs for um, people who are uh, on the autism spectrum, we talk about tasks and what's realistically expected. I know there are some groups that can be a little misleading as to what you can expect. So there are some tasks I do not do, and that includes tethering. Um, you really have to watch the agitation interruption because if there's a chance that the child, and again, I don't know you or your child, um, if there's a chance that the child is going to be violent, I will not put my dog in that situation. I also had somebody who wanted a dog because uh, for their daughter, and their daughter pulled her hair out. That trichophobia, whatever. Trichophilomania. There you go. And she wanted a dog, and I said, I, I cannot do that. You know, it's not in the dog's best interest. Uh, you know, what if she starts pulling the dog's hair on? And the, the woman's like, yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. So then she doesn't pick out her own hair. And that's the Sam face that came. So, I no. I heard that story before. Oh, my God. You know, but, you know, if you want, like, deep pressure therapy, the companionship, you know. Uh, um, behavior interruption. So I like, yes. I love to do the psychiatric work. Um, yes. So behavior interruptions like nail picking, rocking, pacing, hair pulling, not trichotillomania in a child, but people who pull their hair when they're stressed, um, skin picking. I can teach interruptions for all that stuff, leg bouncing, um, disassociation. I can teach behavior interruptions and responses to these dogs, and it is life-changing. Sam got something from Amazon. It's not anything cool. It's a toilet paper holder. Toilet <gasps> paper holder. Yeah, for the RV. Ooh. Okay. So, um, so for autism, fill out the application. We talk and we see. Yeah, it's a case by case basis. It honestly. really is, and it, it, if it's a no, it doesn't mean a no, not ever. It could be a no, not right now, because you have a lot going on. I talk to a lot of parents, guys. I am a parent. My kid's twenty one, but I'm still a parent, and. Whenever you're told that your kid has a disability, you will move heaven and earth to help your child. And what happens is people will take advantage of that. Okay. And we don't want that to happen. Um, but she you, means other breeders could take advantage yeah. of that. They will see how desperately you want to help your child and they will sell you snake oil. Basically, they'll sell you a bag of promises and they'll put a high price tag on it. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And the dogs come out reactive, not trained at all. Uh, not able to do what you were hoping, what you rallied your whole community, family, friends, everyone together to help support. And now you're stuck with an aggressive dog who doesn't, can't do anything. It's, it's hard. It's very difficult. So whenever you first get that diagnosis, you really truly do have to live with it for the first year before even making that decision. I've got calls because I one, two, three-year-old kids were just diagnosed with whatever. Um, epilepsy, diabetes, whatever, and they want to service dog yesterday now. I'm like, no, like you cannot, even if you don't go through me, you have to learn how to live without a dog <clears throat> before you bring the dog into it because it's a lot. It's not just getting you and your family ready anymore and dealing with all that. It's getting the dog ready too mm -hmm. and making sure that the training is uh, is kept up. See, mama's not panting anymore. Uh, and little guy who was squished against the wall is just fine. Yeah. 
He wasn't squished. He was just under the pig rail. This gives the dog a job and a purpose they need that. They most definitely do. Behind you, the puppy is stuck. There's a puppy falling in a wall. Please <laughs> oh help. I'm from Nigeria and love you. Hello, we love you too. Here you go. He's not stuck. Can we all tell her to look back? Look back. Count how many puppies you got in there, Seth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. Because you have little brown from the yeah, other. Yeah, I have little brown from the other. Puppy is stuck under the gate. Puppy's in the wall. Hello, fellow pot service dog. Hello. Y'all, the wall has space underneath it. It's a buffer to allow space for the puppies yeah, to look, move watch away. Watch my fist. Ready? It's going to okay. disappear under this wall. Sam, your fist disappeared! Oh, God, it's stuck. Ah! No, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I appreciate it, though. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the puppies can move away and they don't get smushed. Yep. This is what we call a pig rail. So mama can flop her fat butt right up against the wall. And even if there's a puppy behind her, it, it won't get squished. It will be protected by the rail. Yep. So here's, hey. And then, yes, I'm starting to panic. Fog is stuck. I think she meant dog. No. Um, hello, they're pig rails. It's not stuck. It's made for that. That's Why exactly is your right. dog poodle barking? No dogs. Oh, yeah. One of the dogs is barking because Rich came in. Oh, yeah. Because there's other dogs out in the house. We only keep the mamas back here in the bedroom whenever they're whelping litters. But... You know, her own personal dogs and her service dog live in the house. Yeah. And daddy came home, so they did a couple bark barks. Hey, they're here. It's fun. Yeah, that's fine. Alert barking's fine by me. Yeah, if somebody walks into my house, I don't mind if my dog gives a bark or two because I want to know that somebody's in my house. Yeah. And you don't understand, too, I have people who come into my house all the time. Like, we have volunteers who come out. We have our staff who comes out. I don't mind, letting you know, knowing that, you know, somebody's in my house in case I'm, you know, running around naked in the bedroom. This guy flipped over backwards eating. Mmm. His Still. milkshake. Uh, please look behind you, puppy under pig rail stuck in the wall. Is, any, is everyone listening to us? Your puppy is stuck. Our puppy is not stuck. Aren't the puppies aren't stuck. It's just one? underneath the rail. It can move. Look, he's just fine. Just fine. You did what the heck, guys? She she says I was I was sleeping so comfy under there, and then you had to move me. Yeah, yeah, we do move them out from underneath there. I'm still here. I'm retired. Okay, good. I'm retired army. Thanks for supporting vets. Everyone gets the online course. Yes, you betcha. And so you guys can apply for it. Um, you guys can send people who need it to apply for it. I mean, it's still for sale too. Um, also cute. Thank you. What kind of puppies are they? They're golden retrievers. So I took that one out from that spot and now this one's going right back in the same spot. Yeah. You just want to make the internet mad, don't you? Huh. Huh. You little troublemaker. Oh my goodness. Does anybody else have any questions? Uh, Yeah, but then it goes down and then I have to come back up. Okay. This little puppy's going to need recovery if you don't hurry, guys. My dog just gave birth the other day. Victoria, can I ask, do you do seizure alert dogs? We have. It depends on if it is a sight-based seizure or a scent-based seizure. And what I mean by that is uh, when people say seizure alert dogs, they mean epilepsy sometimes, but sometimes it is due to PTSD Mm -hmm. or something else. And they are trained differently. So, yes, we have done them. Um, We never guarantee our alerts. I tell you, like, we get a lot for POTS alerts, and we do a lot of POTS alerts. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking seizure, alert response, or and or recovery, alert. How do you prevent hernias? Yeah, by holding them. Could you please check the little baby at the mom's tail, please? Yeah, she's fine. I feel better. She's still yeah. fine. And guys, I'm just getting now down to it. Um, little one near mom's tail. Also notice most of those don't give a damn. People are unfortunately pit bull owners. You know, we're not going to get into that either. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And like I said, I appreciate it, guys. It's just funny because... 
I have, you know, like I'm scrolling. Can I be a mod, please? I have no idea how to do that here. Um, pig rails are made for that. It's a safety feature in whelping boxes. And even before we got these ones, Rich had made well, um, the pig rails out of PVC. So our dogs have always had uh, that safety. But that is one of the things that you need. Now, some people I've seen where they have the puppies give birth in a plastic kiddie pool or in cardboard boxes, even cardboard boxes flattened out or on newsprint or on like bedding quilts. And or outside no. in a hole. Yeah, or like, underneath a deck. Yep. The last litter I dealt with was born underneath the porch. Yep. Yep, they're Goldens. There's 10 here and 12 there um, in the other box. Um, where are you located? We're in Central Florida. I'm looking for one for autism who can crowd block, interrupt anxiety, DPT. So what do you mean by crowd block? Um, I do not recommend um, the circle thing that people are doing now. Orbit is what they call it. Orbit. Uh, because it's an excuse to have the dog off leash and it's annoying. Um, if you want to do like a block, a heel, a side, and a front. Yeah, I'll train a front block um, where the dog just leans onto my legs, stands head here, tail here, and leans against my legs. And then I'm able to put my hand down and pet him. And that's not to keep people away from me as much as it is to ground me and keep me feeling... Grounded. Yeah, grounded in this tight social situation. So the closest the closest person to me is my dog. Right? I've also heard of where the dog is supposed to back up and put their butt on people. And I'm telling you, you do that to me, I'm going to punt your dog. Like, don't, I don't want your dog's butt on me. Right, and most people aren't even going to notice your dog's butt on them. And Bye, that's the thing is... People are so into their phones, they don't notice whenever a wheelchair with a service dog is anywhere. So I'm not, I'm not going to rely on that. But litter butter balls are adorable and very hungry. Mama's doing great. Um, we did not do guide dogs for the blind. No. Nope. Uh, golden retrievers are angels. Thank you. Mine's for stimming, and he's a wanderer. He has a horse that he helps care for. Oh. Ginger, you want to come? Uh. I hate all the bogus places that sell service dogs. Exactly. 310. Good. So she's up 30. Uh, milk mustache. It's nice to see a reputable company. Thank you. How do you assess if your breeding conforms to GSCA breed standard? Confirmation shows CCA. So I would recommend that you check out and see what the Golden Retriever Club of America, the GRCA, um, what they have to say about that. Baby. I've never seen that kind of barrier before is all. No, a lot of people have it and they don't know what all goes into uh, good breeding. So that's why we share everything on here. You want your food? Um, I lost my golden lab. I love them. Yeah, they're the greatest. I'm so sorry for your loss. You Do you do health testing on the parent dogs? Yes. Where are they located? Yes, do we train diabetic alert dogs? Yes. Do we train for the blind? I do not. Um, I do not do guide dog training. Uh -oh. How many puppies? We've answered. She gave birth yesterday? No. She gave birth. Ginger gave birth last Tuesday. Today is Sunday. She gave birth five days ago. She gave birth three days ago for Lita over here. Um, here, now she's eaten. We could put it in there just so she's in there with her puppies. We do train diabetic alert dogs. But we uh, also encourage you to use all other medical tools first. Yes. For the diabetic. Yes, because it's going to take you a while to get them fully trained. So if there's um, equipment that can help with that, then use the equipment. 
when were they born? Yeah, last the 12, 14th and 16th. Do you do health testing on the parent dogs? Yes, hips, elbow, eyes, hearts, and genetics. Um, I asked because I have a hard time controlling my blood sugar levels. Yeah, I recommend starting with the Dexcom. But, you know, don't say, well, then I can't have a service dog. You can do both. Mm-hmm. They're so beautiful. Thank you. How many golden retrievers do you usually have on average? Right now we have four breeding mamas. Um, two to three of them are going to retire this year. Um, and two of them turn two this year. So we'll be getting health testing done at the end of the year for them. And then Raya will turn two next summer. So, you know, our goal is to have about four breeding mamas and aiming for three to five litters a year. But they go through extensive health testing. So there's yeah. anything can happen between now and the two. Yeah, mark we've that... washed, removed, I think, three from the breeding program so far. Mm-hmm. Um, one had a undershot jaw or overshot jaw, whatever it is. One had um, something up with her eyes and one, I just like the temperament of the other one better. Mm-hmm. Um, we're picky picky yeah so how many do they have on average seven or eight i'm obsessed with golden so i have a golden for my service dog do front block and back good all right leaning for grounding okay i like that a lot yeah my sugar's literally all over the place and i don't know until it's too late yeah uh How much, how much are they? Yeah, um, I don't talk numbers online like this. Check out a lot. Yeah, I'll tell you there are a lot. Um, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's hard when you have a disability. Uh, hips, elbows, eyes, heart, and genetics are the health testing. Inquire about the pup in the future for a diabetic. Go for it. How you do that is you go to our website, which is HopeServiceDogs.org. Fill out the application and schedule up a phone call. I have seizures and dogs are a thousand. I don't have that money. Our dogs are a lot more. Um, how much is it to go through to get a gluten alert dog? Check the website for the pricing. Is it easy to cr- keep the correct pups with the correct mom? So Ginger's puppies are dotted on the back of the neck and Lita's puppies have kitty marks on them. And whenever they hit older, Ginger's puppies will have little paw prints on their collars and Lita's will not. And then once they get microchipped, it doesn't matter because we can always scan them. Plus, we get good at seeing the. You get good at telling who's who. Once they get a little older and they don't all oh, look I like don't. just adorable little lumps. They always look adorable. Look at this side. Look at this side of the lumps. Look at those babies. Oh, God, no. Oh and whenever goodness. the puppies are maybe maybe in about two weeks, whenever mama's eating like this, they're gonna be up hanging off of her. Yep. Eating while they're while she while they're she's eating. Everyone's gonna be eating at the same time. Don't they call it supine feeding whenever they're sitting in the sit position, so. going underneath that pig rail? It's they just, just hidey hole. Yeah, that's their little hidey holes. <laughs> so we got a couple over here snuggling together on that. Oh look stuffy. at Ginger! Look at her face! Ginger! What's on your face? You got pudding on your nose? It's my dog. It tastes so good. Good, and there's still food in there. Mm-hmm. Good, so maybe we don't need to do lunch. I was worried. It says, is Dexcom for type 2? Yeah, Dexcom's for all diabetics, except for maybe if if the other new stage 3 is Alzheimer's. Do you want some water? Okay. Um, but yeah, you can definitely use a Dexcom because my mom's type 2 and she uses a Dexcom. Um, kidney issues or blood pressure. 
Probably not, because how are you going to know, right? So people will say, well, you do blood pressure or heart rate because you do POTS. I don't know what they alert to. It's just the wonkiness. Uh, show your dogs. Uh, may we? How can we contact you? The website's hopeservicedogs.org. Uh, and there's a contact form there. Yep, this is her last litter uh, for Ginger. Lita might do one more. Uh, we, we have a lot of stuff in there. Um, I don't go by like weird stuff. Uh, let's see what other questions we have as I'm scrolling. Have you ever had puppies that aren't good for service work and you end up putting with families? Yeah, we just, um, you know, we'll do that occasionally. I like to have one, um, pet dog in a litter you know, going home from that litter, at least one pet dog. And oftentimes what we'll hear is, I think you gave me the wrong dog because this one could totally be a service dog. So I think that's pretty neat whenever that happens. Yeah, it's not like we just pick the bad ones and those ones go to pounds. Right? They're He's a heathen. Here you go. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, talk about insulin on here. They're cute. Thank you. What kind of dogs? Guys are goldens. How many have been born? How many times do you breed them on? Okay. Don't you have, like, a, on your website, isn't there, like, the yearly... Yeah. Yeah, that'll tell you, like, all the litters that have been born here? But then they can't bitch online. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you want to know any information, it's all on... What do they call it? The yearly report or whatever? We do an annual report. Yeah, we haven't got last year's done up yet. And then you can see all the litters up on hopeservicedogs.org um, you can also follow us uh, we do try to go live weekly uh, we do have a, uh, a podcast and this is going to go into the podcast and that's called service dog success because we want you to be successful with your service dog that's ginger being silly that is my favorite thing that she does is that back roll that's why she's my favorite because she's so silly right but yeah they're all doing good now they're all conked out for a while and tomorrow we're going to start adding in some rolled up towels underneath their fleece. Um, we also have some egg crate foam that we're going to put underneath the fleece. And we have some uh, sensory uh, panels. And we're going to start adding those to it. Have these guys started the early neurological stimulation yet? Today. Today was their first day. You know what they did today? What? Basil no. from our plant out there. Yay. So, yeah. Can you teach them for pots? Yep. P-N-E-S. I don't know what that is. And mobility. Yeah, I do pot stars all the time. Yeah, we lo I love mobility. Mobility and psych are my favorite things to train for. Right? I like those and, and my pots. Yeah, well, which that is makes sense. sense cause right? Because I know how it is, guys. Yep. Um, we adopted a dog, but she was in heat without us knowing. Um, our dog caught her, and she's due March 25th. Oh, goodness. Okay, so definitely get in touch with your veterinarian. Make sure you have everything that you're going to need for a successful whelping. Um, I know that this was not planned, but we should do as much planning as we can now. And make sure that when you rehome them, do spay and neuter contracts with all of them. And it's a lot of work, so also talk to your vet and see about... It's not called the morning after shot, but if you call it that, they might know what you're talking about. It might be too late. I'm trying to figure out day-wise, but, you know, you can do it about two weeks after. Yeah, so if you do have an accidental tie, anybody on here, if you end up with an accidental mating... Just immediately call a veterinarian and they can get you essentially what is the morning after shot and it can prevent the unwanted pregnancy, which is always better than having to place unwanted puppies. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. It's a lot of work. If you want to see 
check out our TikToks. Come down and volunteer. Um, Service Dog Success is on all different platforms. It should be on everything. Eh, your favorite <coughs> podcast player. Um, big wait lists in the UK. Yep, there's big wait lists here too. I try to keep a smaller wait list. So right now, out of these puppies, we do have some that will be available as service dogs and or pet dogs. I'm trying to get a service dog um, as a wheelchair user, but I'm in the UK and the charities have a big wait. Yep, around here too, they can have up to seven years. Um, some of them you pay less or sometimes, honestly, they tell you it's a seven year wait. So you have to help a lot of times with fundraising. And now you have five to seven years to help with fundraising. Um, psychogenic non-epileptic seizures. So we, you know, we need to talk. If you're interested, we need to talk and see, um, with your doctor on what could be the cause of it. You know, would an alert help or would a response and recovery help? For my psych stuff, response and recovery is always more helpful than alert. Yes. Me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I have. Because I know I'm going to pass out for POTS. I know it's going to happen. Like, the dog bugging me is not going to change anything. I need that dog there whenever I come back around and I don't know what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. That's what I need. Yeah. Um, same with you there, Sam? Well, for the narcolepsy, um, I found that it can be prevented, like the little stress-induced Passouts can be prevented some of the time if I catch them early enough and get the behaviors interrupted and then, you know, ground and do everything I need to do. But when it can't, it is a lot easier for me. I feel safer, A, because I know if I do pass out, my dog is going to be there with me because it was really doing a number on my anxiety, not knowing when or where I was going to go unconscious and who or what was going to take advantage of me during that time. So knowing that I have a dog with me to kind of watch my back, do that deep pressure therapy for when I wake up, I have a friendly face there looking at me. And I know, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. This isn't... Yes. It, it's that that constant, that one constant in my life. And it helps because I'm like, I don't know what what's this for? Where am I? What day is this? Who's the president? Because that's always the question they ask. So I'm like, I'm supposed to know who the president is. And I have no idea who the president is. But I don't usually know who the president yeah. is. So that's okay. But yeah. that one constant, and my husband is with me. Like, we work together. We live together. Like, we do the same thing. We work out of our home. And I am still with my dog, my service dog, more than I'm with him usually. Because I'm with them all the time. They come with me to the bathroom. He usually doesn't. I went through such a bad period that I barely ever left the house. Um, I couldn't do the work I needed to do. I couldn't do something as simple as take an Uber because I would fall asleep in the car and I had these freaking awful, awful thoughts of an Uber driver just taking me somewhere. Yeah. I'm unconscious. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, he could just get away with driving me to wherever the hell he wanted to. Murder you. Yeah, murder me or God only knows what. So just having my dog made it where I could live normally again. Right. Well, if there's something that could give you just that little bit more confidence. Yeah, that then so helped relieve a, the anxiety, that then made the, you know, the unconscious spells less frequent. It was kind of like a wonderful... Yeah, and then, and then the, you know, everyone, that's one thing Vicky would say is, is you better, you better understand that it is not just anxiety. It's not in my head. This is very real. Yeah, there's real but, physical... But, but the anxiety part is the terror that it's going to happen to you at any moment when you're out. So you just uh -huh. don't go out. Yep. So how many dogs do you have? A lot. Um, do you train dogs for pots and mobility for one person? Yep. Um, if you say, well, I have pots and I need a mobility dog and my husband's diabetic and I want one dog for both. We do not do that. What? Um, so shelters won't home to me because I don't have a fenced yard, but we'll let a dog go home with an intact male. 
Is yeah. Um, mind does response recovery. Yeah. So, okay. So that's it guys. It's been about an hour. I'm kind of done. I've lost steam. Um, we did do two poodle litters. We are not longer doing poodle litters. Um, we did them because we had access to Roma, uh, and now Carolyn's doing. So if you guys want a poodle litter, you can reach out to Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N at hopeservicedogs.org. And I will be doing some training. For yep. Carolyn, so you'll still have access to the same service dog training if you'd like. Yep. If you wanted to go the poodle route, but. Yeah, but if you're looking mobility. Golden. Goldens are your better bet. So that is Mama Ginge, and Mama Ginge is going to say goodnight. Right, Ginge? Ginge, I was right. Jeez, that's right. Right. Good night, guys.